Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robin's on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Before we start this week's podcast, a big thank you to ELM Legal Services, who are based in Bristol and provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. You can get a standard single will for £99. If you'd like to get in touch, call them 0800 019 Welcome along to you, Robinson the Wild, with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. Uh, we've just finished the press conference with Lee Johnson ahead of this weekend's opening game. The 2018-2019 season is upon us when Bristol City take on Nottingham Forest Saturday, 3 p.m. at Ashton Gate. Football's back, Gregor, and we heard a lot from Lee Johnson and Marlon Pack there, which we'll be dissecting uh, a little bit. And also more on the future of Joe Bryan. There's some interesting comments on that. What did you make of Lee Johnson's sort of attitude? Seems pretty happy at the moment, doesn't he? And said he thinks that they will compete for the top six. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's probably right in the in terms of some of the bits he mentioned about the championship. Does feel very open, mm. and um, I agree with him. I think he said that there were sort of like ten to fourteen clubs that you can make a, a really good case for being involved at the top end at the company, the business point of the of the championship and yeah it's possible that that Bristol City are up there as one of them you, you say so. possible with a little bit of I guess uh, not nervousness what's the word almost reluctance in your voice do you believe that Bristol City are going to be a top six side this season because I haven't asked you that yet so there we are oh that's that's a tough one <laughs> I I'm not too sure at the moment I've got a few reservations but what are those reservations well, I'm not too sure they've got quite enough quality in a few positions at the moment. What but, positions? But we'll see. Um, <laughs> if Joe Bryan goes, that's a massive loss, isn't it? That is a big loss, side. yeah. I Although I do really, really rate Lloyd Kelly. I, I think, in fact, I was is thinking... He's injured at the moment. He is injured, yeah. yeah. I think, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. I think Lloyd Kelly, for me, is possibly if not already, going to be a better left-back than Joe Bryan. Do you really? Just, wow. just because I think Joe Bryan is actually a better wing-back or winger, though, than, than Lloyd Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not too sure it would be the hugest blow in terms of um, losing uh, Joe Bryan as a left-back, um, especially if they can bring in someone of quality. But, um, yeah, saying that, I have to have to say, actually, I've been impressed by Joe in pre-season and... He, he mentioned um, in an official club interview that he's become one of the, the core leadership group alongside the, uh, the likes of um, Corey Smith, Marlon Pack, these kind of guys. And um, he's really shown it on the pitch. He, mm-hmm. was, he was really aggressive against Rayo Vallecano. Um, really almost elbowed Gail Kakuta in the throat at oh, one point. Ouch. Um, but, um, yeah, he, I've, I've been impressed, basically, by him in pre-season. Maybe I'm being a, giving him a little bit of disservice. Well, we spoke to Lee Johnson about Joe Bryan, didn't we? We're going to hear his answer 
to the question, have there been any bids for Joe Bryan in just a second? But first I asked him, does he feel he does have more depth than last season? Because it all went wrong last season, the second half of last season. So does he feel he has more depth? I do. I do think we've got more depth for a number of reasons. One, I think because the younger players and the academy players have had good experience out on loan. So I think there's three or four of them that are really ready to um, play a part at championship level. I think that we've signed some young talent, likes of Hakib Adalukin, Nicholas Eliasson, for example, who's got another year under his belt. You'd expect more again from O'Dowd or Brownhill. Um, so I believe we're in a good place. I thought we was in a really good place last year as well at this point, and uh, we did sustain 10 injuries, of which nine ended up in operations and uh, were out for longer than 12 weeks. So touch wood we don't get that again and that that's nice as a manager when you've got a fully fit squad because you know you're looking at your bench everybody's trusted everybody's fit everybody's able everybody's done a pre-season and everybody's enthused and I, and I think we lost that towards the end of the season mainly due to the sheer number of games the intensity that we have to play at and of course the fact that we had so many injuries Joe Bryan could be one player that might not be here. What's the latest on his future? Have we had any offers in the No, we haven't had any offers um, to date. Joe's a Bristol City player. We're trying to get him to sign a new contract. We'd love him to sign a new contract. You know, he's our poster boy, if you like, coming through the academy. And uh, we want to build around that exceptional type talent. And uh, we can't do any more as a football club. Inevitably, it'll be up to Joe now to decide. And if our hand is forced, then it's forced. But at the moment, um, Joe's in the squad for Saturday and I'm looking forward to seeing him run out on Ashton Gate and perform very well. And deadline day, 9th of August, for the first time. Is that a good or a bad thing for managers? I think it's a good thing. I'm not sure how much the rules will be manipulated by the extension of obviously the loan window. So potentially um, players could still be sold effectively all the way up to the end of that loan window. Um, but I think it's good I think it uh, draws a line in the sand for the players if there is speculation and uh, obviously it's important that the players protect themselves and, and their careers but also obviously they want to play as high as they can as long as they can and it's up to us to convince them that that's Bristol City so no offers yet for Joe Bryan. Wow, that, that's quite interesting. We, we didn't think there had been officially, did we? But this week, Joe Bryan has been linked with a couple of championship clubs, hasn't he, Gregor? Yeah, yeah. It was quite heavily... Well, there was a lot of rumours going around that there'd been a bid from Derby on mon Monday night. And, um, yeah, I've been told from my sources that uh, basically... The, there I is. <laughs> Sorry, that's Lee Johnson coming in and just sabotaging our podcast. That's my uh, my laptop, just inserting Lee Johnson into your speech. Um, yeah, according to my sources, basically there is a lot of championship interest uh, in Joe. Um, yeah, I was told on Monday that the Derby interest is genuine. Um, I know other people said there was a bid. We, we didn't say there was a bid, but we knew that the, the interest from Derby was genuine. Mm -hmm. Been sold today, actually, by, by um, one source, that Aston Villa are taking an interest. Mm. Um, and I have to be honest... I'm hearing a lot about this deal behind the scenes, or possible deal, um, and I'm struggling to keep up because it's changing very, very quickly, as things do. That sounds very cynical. <laughs> so, uh, well, 
you know, it's like deadline day approaching and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But Could you get right, right down to the wire? Could we be outside Ashton Gate on I think next so. Thursday evening? And Absolutely, and I, th- I think so. I think, yeah, well, it wouldn't be next Thursday evening, it's 5pm, isn't it? So next yep. Thursday. Yep, I think that could be the case. Um, okay. So, yeah, the, the other team was uh, Middlesbrough, I've been told, uh, are interested. Those three from the Championship... Um, and yeah, I believe there is still Premier League clubs taking an interest, um, including Newcastle, Wolves, possibly, and maybe even Fulham. But it depends on what happens with um, Kieran Tierney up at Celtic, uh, Matt Target up at Southampton, um, and a couple of other players as well. Could it be the situation? Because Lee said, you know, he wants him to sign. He wants to build this uh, team almost around Joe Bryan. He's the poster boy for Bristol City, is what he said. But could it be that Joe Bryan signs um, a new contract at, um, well, next Friday, the 10th of August, because he hasn't had his move? And that has a release clause of a certain amount to make sure he doesn't go for less in January. Is that a possible scenario? I think it's a possible scenario, just because he wants him to sign he did say that didn't he yeah and uh, I think it's more to do with Joe is obviously going to have a, a decent amount of respect for Bristol City and obviously he's, he's come through the ranks here he'll have a he won't want to see the club done, done out of a transfer fee I'm sure um, and I, I know Steve Lansdowne is a big fan of Joe's he's he said this in interviews he, he was passionate about Joe Bryan's future when he was asked about it last summer um, really didn't want to lose him then and um, yeah, I find it quite ironic actually that um, I think Steve said at the beginning of the summer that these these lads were good lads. He said that they weren't going to run their contracts down and then mm. leave on a free. Mm. Um, and now Joe Bryan is doing that. So yeah, something's got to give. Um, I still think he will go bef- between now and the end of the window. I think um, somebody will come in with an acceptable bid. Um, that price tag has got to go down or yeah if it doesn't happen then maybe he'll, he'll stay and maybe there would be a compromise to be had but I think he'll go Okay, we shall see. Uh, Nicky Mayampar is Bristol City's new goalkeeper, along, of course, with Frank Fielding, who's injured at the moment, and Max O'Leary is staying. He is not going out on loan now because of this keeper situation. Lee Johnson hinted, actually, he might want to bring in another keeper in his press conference, but it wouldn't be a marquee signing. Those were his words. So what do we make of the ex-Brighton keeper? Yeah, I like what I've seen of Nicky. Um... Yeah, he, he impressed me in the game he played against Rayo Vallecano. He looked very composed at the back and was very happy playing the ball out to either flank. His passing was on point. He didn't lose possession easily. He was solid in the air. And um, I have to admit, I, I learned some, something today in that I kind of assumed, and this is my mistake, that Nicky had been released by Brighton. And that's mm-hmm. obviously not the case, as Lee confirmed, that obviously Brighton wanted to keep him. They offered him a, a new deal. And but obviously, credit to him, he wants to get out and play first-team football. And now is his time. And yeah, th- that's great, I think. So, yeah, I, I, I think... P- I think a lot of Bristol City fans will be doing him a bit of a disservice by saying, oh, he's, he's just arrived on a free transfer via a trial, um, and that means he's not going to be too good. But I, I think there's a bit more too, Nicky. I'm, I think this guy could, could have a real, really good impact. OK, exciting. Could he be the new number one? Will he take... Well, I mean, Frank Fielding's not starting the season, so presumably it'll be Nicky in goal, not Max O'Leary? Yeah, I think that'll be the case. Max will be on the bench as it stands, unless anything else is tied up. I thought it was interesting, actually, what Lee was saying today about Luke Steele, and he, he kind of admitted that it might have been a mistake to let him go. Mm, he was fond of him, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah that, was, that was quite obvious. 
and he featured so much in the League Cup run mm. last year. What do you think made that decision happen? Because he said he was responsible for that decision ultimately. Well, I understand Bristol City have been looking to upgrade their goalkeeper position for basically some some time now and yeah they're just looking at further options and that's not not to the detriment of Frank Fielding because I, I really like Frank I think mm-hmm. Frank is an absolute top guy and I think he's a top goalkeeper as well and I've said I've said all along on social media I always say this I think he's got a role to play here at Bristol City so I don't think they should get rid of Frank Fielding but they do want to strengthen that position they do want to bring in other options and they've been looking for this younger goalkeeper who's, who's going to be able to play out uh, the ball out with his feet in a, in the manner of Jordan Pickford for England, and um, they've been looking for the right person for a while. And I, th- I actually think that's not a bad thing that they're taking their time to get the right person. I would always rather the club brings in like a top target rather than makes do, um, and I think that's the case. Okay. And in terms of what we can expect then on Saturday against Nottingham Forest, spent a lot of money this summer, hotly tipped to go up to the Premier League. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, incredible game, I think. I'm really, really, really excited for this match. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Nottingham Forest because they're one of the, yeah, one of the, one of the teams tipped to really yeah. be up there. I think the, race, the Racing Post, we were looking at their season preview, preview today, I think they've tipped them to win the league even. Wow, really? So, uh, Can you me another Wolves scenario? Because that agent Mendes has been... Just for those who don't know, tell us about this football agent Mendes. So, yeah, George Mendes is um, the Portuguese agent that a lot of people know about. He runs the Gestafute agency and um, on his books he's got the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo but um, and most of the Portuguese football players out there. And um, yeah, he, he's been linked with Wolves um, and it, as Lee explained, it was, it was clarified earlier last season what his role was there and that he didn't have a seat on the board or anything like that. Um, but he, he's, he represents a lot of players and he's obviously been in the middle of a lot of deals involving um, new, new players going to Wolves. And, and likewise with Forrest, they've, they've got three Portuguese players who are on the books of the Gesta Futa agency they've got another a fourth Portuguese player centre back who's, who's not on their books which is funny yeah so um, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys do one of them is the club record signing at Nottingham Forest I think that's João Carvalho um, yeah the, the winger Gil Dias or Dias is um, he's on loan from Monaco um, and he's very highly rated as well um, it's going to be particularly interesting to see how the likes of Jack Hunt and Joe Bryan mm. do against him at the weekend um, and then yeah they've got a third Portuguese as well so um, yeah basically um, they've got three three chaps from the Guest of Future agency um, and yeah George Mendes has, has done he's a Arguably the most powerful football agent in the world. Mm, I wonder if they'll run away with it. Well, most of them run away with it till, towards the end of the season, it's fair to say. But if when you, when you look at the teams in the Championship this season, you know, Stoke have got this massive parachute payment to come from the Premier League, as will um, West Brom and the other relegated side, Swansea City. But Swansea City have added nothing. Barely, well, pretty much nothing to their squad. And when you look at some of the predictions, there's so many, aren't there? But one I picked out was um, the one on the Sky Sports website, because I work for them, I guess. And they have Bristol City finishing seventh. I, I, I do think Bristol City will be there or thereabouts. I really do. But yeah. is that just because I'm a little bit biased because I cover them a lot? I don't know. But then, you know, the, these that have Aston Villa in ninth, we know Aston Villa are in trouble at the moment financially, although they've had this new owner come in. Um, Brentford third. 
Mm. Interesting, because Brentford was sort of where where Bristol City were last season. Yeah, I um, I yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because my tip was um, for Brentford to be third actually. Really? Um, and I could see them going Why? via the playoffs. Just think, um, they had a great season last season, and that was on the back of them selling so many of their teams at Birmingham mm. and this summer they've managed to keep all those players the likes mm. of Chris Mepham who was um, bidded for by Bournemouth I think they might have even gone as high as £10 million for him and they've managed to keep him um, and they've got a lot of quality in that squad um, and they just seem to get so many things right in the transfer market mm, clever, so yeah I, I'm not too sure they'll finish as high as third but I, yeah, I fancy them to maybe make the playoffs and maybe go up um, in terms of yeah, automatic my tips are um, either Stoke or West Brom. Pop, yeah, I, focus, I fancy Stoke. Um, and I, I do think Middlesbrough will do, get it right under Tony Pulis. Really? Yeah. I think Gary Rowett will do a great job at Stoke. Mm. You know, they kept hold of Joe Allen as well, which is massive, so it's going to be very interesting. What about Derby with Frank Lampard in charge? Yeah. Because people are predicting, yeah. predicting great things, but this is his first management role. Yeah, unknown quantity, obviously, there. I like their attack. Um, they've obviously recruited well in terms of sort of young guys and maybe there's a bit of unknown factor there as well obviously we don't know how Jack Marriott's going to do mm. at this level just yet but Harry Wilson was superb at Hull at the end of last season and Mason Mount for me is the best young English player of his age group really that's a big yeah. statement so um, he was he was player of the year at Vitesse last season mm-hmm. on loan from Chelsea um, obviously an England captain at youth level um, is possibly, in, well, in my eyes, one of Chelsea's best young talents. So I, I tip him to do well, along with everybody else. But, um, yeah, I, I think they've, they've got a lot of good stuff going on there. I'm not too sure about their defence. Might be a bit creaking. Uh, the likes of Curtis Davies mm. is very good, but getting on a bit now. So, yeah, I think they'll be up there. But, again, in the battle for the top six. But we'll, we'll see how they do. We heard from Monon Pack today and uh, I went all Love Island and I asked him had his head been turned because there was some speculation about his future at the start of the summer but he's now down a new three-year deal and here's what he had to say about it. There was a bit of speculation about your future. Yeah. Was your head, Love Island speak, was your head turned? At <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, I don't think I'm that character to ever be turned. Um, I previously said to the back end of last year, I'm always happy here. Um, obviously, if you can get a deal done with Bristol City, that was kind of always my my aim. But you never know what could happen. It, it works both ways in football. My family is settled here. I'm settled here. Little boy starts school in September. So um, I mentioned when I signed this, it is home now for me. So obviously, I always wanted to be here, but sometimes things don't happen in football. But um, no, I'm very pleased. Um, I'm signed for three years and looking forward to, to the future. So Monon Pack has uh, really committed his future to Bristol City, and this feels different, doesn't it, to when you know Aidan Flint signed that three-year deal or whatever it was back in March. This feels different. He mentions family, his son's starting school, and he loves being here. And he's a he's you know he's one of the senior players now, isn't he? Yes, great news, absolutely great news. And he's a top guy, Marlon Pack, and yeah, most uh, pretty much every Bristol City fan knows that. And he's going to be a key part of the the middle of Lee Johnson's team now. So it's fantastic they've tied him down, and he could be arguably, and some other fans have said this, the signing of the summer. For, um, yeah. City. In some ways, yeah, and there's been seven new signings. So I'm going to ask you now, as we're on the cusp of the new season, where are Bristol City going to finish this season? And we have to come back to this at the end. Um, I think they're going to finish in position. 
Position, <laughs> position what? Uh, I'm going to go for, right, at this moment in time, I'm predicting 12th. 12th, really? Yeah. Okay, so I have to answer the question as well. Mm-hmm. I reckon 9th, mm-hmm. but maybe they'll have a flirt with the playoffs at some point, I think. And I think Lee Johnson will do everything he can to get out of the Carabao Cup early. <laughs> because did you hear what he said at the start of the presser? I said, I said to Lee Johnson at the press conference this week, um, you know, what, what needs to be different? He said, well, I don't have a cup run to start with. And I don't even think he's joking. Do you? No, no, I don't. I think against Plymouth Argyle, they'll play a lot of young players. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably win that and then go and get a Premier League scalp and it will carry on. Yeah. Sounds quite familiar, possibly, doesn't it? Quite possibly, yeah. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think there's a lot to recommend that. Um, yeah, out of the Carabao Cup might might help him. I think maybe they'll go a few rounds and then play a slightly weaker team like they did against Watford in January. You might do that a bit earlier, do you think? Yeah, what, if, like, if the get, FA Cup, you mean? Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. They get, if they get yeah. a Premier League side. But, yeah. yeah um, one, I, what, yeah. what are the expectations from the owners? What do they want this season? Do they want promotion? Here? Um, yeah, the owners at Ashton Gate, Bristol yeah, City. Yeah, well, Steve... What are they expecting? Steve... We've asked him before, and Steve Lansdowne has said he wants the club to progress every year. So um, he was he was asked that this at the beginning of the summer as well, and um, he said the same thing then. He wants them to move up the table. He'll be wanting them to finish as high as they can. Um, he said he was disappointed that they fell out of the top six and the uh, and the lofty position of second that they were at Boxing Day. But that's the same with everyone. So yeah, he'll, he'll want them to get up the table. I, I do think they'll flirt with the top six at some point. Um, and yeah, I do think there is a bit of an, the unknown because obviously Bristol City have brought in these seven new players, mm. um, lost key players as well. Um, but if they do gel, then yeah, I'm hoping they're going to prove me wrong and finish a bit higher up the table. OK, we're going to have to wait and see. The unknown is before us and we'll look forward to hearing your thoughts on what happened on, on Saturday against Nottingham Forest. You'll be at the game for us, Gregor. And... Perhaps it'll give us a little insight on what to expect. Hard to say after just one game, isn't it? But uh, thank you for your time. And thank you to you for listening. We'll be back next week then with all the reactions to the Nottingham Forest game and looking ahead to the next weekend's fixtures as well as the Carabao Cup against Plymouth Argyle too. So thanks for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. And we'll catch you next week. This podcast was sponsored by ELM Legal Services based in Bristol who provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. A standard single will is £99. You can call them on 0800 019 4557. Robins on the wire.